Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera. Pero este comenzará en tu mente. ¿Escuchas ese rugido? ¿Sientes la experiencia de poder? ¿La emoción de la libertad? Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Office of Special Prosecutor vows to reopen case against former sanitation menace Cecilia Dapa. A fresh evidence emerges on the day he abandoned his 11-month probe into the $1 million stashed cash scandal. If the office becomes aware in respect of our collaborative work from now on, of some other factor which requires us to come in fully, the office will do so. We are the latest as the OSP reveals how some of the seized cash found in the former sanitation minister's house had been transferred from the United States. From October 2023, investigation became cross-border and transboundary upon the claim by the persons of interest that part of the seized cash sums was transported to Ghana from the United States. The Economic and Organized Crimes Office has taken over the case tonight with all cash and other items seized from the home of the former sanitation minister now returned. And Top Story is always brought to you by Vodafone. The office of the special prosecutor may have abandoned its 11-month probe into the $1 million stashed cash scandal involving former sanitation minister Cecilia Dapa. But tonight, the SP has declared he will reopen the case if fresh evidence emerges. We have more on Top Story for you about this particular developing story. But first, let me take you into the election headquarters where some uh, news developing in the last few uh, minutes. Mike Place, the Minister of State responsible for local government, OBMWA, in effects. And this is your election headquarters. It's always brought to you by Petrosol. Petrosol, clean fuel in full quantity. With less than 48 hours to go now for the crucial MPP parliamentary primary, the party has just taken the decision to suspend polls in the Ikrapim South constituency. There's a statement out tonight. Uh, my colleague Kojo Brace joins me with that. Kojo. Now, the party says the leadership of the MPP has resolved to postpone the Equipim South Parliamentary Primary, initially scheduled for Saturday, January 27, 2024. 
this decision is in response to petitions received accompanied by recommendations from both the constituency executive committee and the regional executive committee the postponement they say aims to ensure comprehensive consultations and to address raised concerns and now they're asking that they could they, they rely on the unflinching commitment and cooperation of all who are involved in this so that's what the party is communicating today mm, and, and that is a very important point to note as you're learning tonight there is tension mm. in the crap and south exactly. constituency mm. uh, and we know the background to this the background mm. to this is that the uh, minister stated the uh, the local, local government, government ministry, ministry. ob mm-hmm. uh two days ago pulled out from the race because he had been in the race he had they had balloted positions had been taken mm-hmm. and then he pulled out yeah then we begin to learn that apparently this was part of a strategy to disqualify the MC, the MCE, mm-hmm. which because is the which constitution is, of the party says that where there is a certain MP, the MC would have to resign two years prior to be eligible to contest for this. Now, once he, the, the MC had not uh, he resigned two years prior, it means that uh, he couldn't have. So, if the MP has now finally withdrawn, then the MC is also making a claim that if he has redrawn and put me on on the ballot i think that is why all of this is coming up and this letter is signed by the general secretary himself justin korea Frimpong. and we'll we'll get to hear from the party mm. in the region pretty shortly yeah. because apparently this was gonna uh, disintegrate the party uh, mm. in in the particular constituency if indeed the polls had gone ahead on saturday and so they advised the party to look at that and consider a petition that had been filed by the way by the mce yeah. on the matter subsequent to the uh, decision by ob, OB and one to withdraw, to withdraw. Mm-hmm. ob Amwa spoke to us uh, two days ago about this about the reason why he decided to take this step very unusual step to withdraw from the race at this very last minute mm-hmm. Point is doesn't come in at all, except that I'm not standing again at all. Um, it's for the people to judge whether I'll be missed. I cannot stand here and say that I'll be missed. Now, of course, by the grace of God, this is my fourth term in parliament, and I've gathered experience along the line. I've also served in the executive. That is the kind of experience that a party can always use at any time. So that is how it is. As to whether I'll be missed, I don't know how I'm going to be missed because I'm still actively involved in whatever goes on. Personal interest and personal interest, period. So that there is Obi Amwa who pulled out of the race uh, just a couple of days ago. Now, just 48 hours on, uh, the party has taken a decision to suspend the poll altogether because of the tensions that we understand is flying pretty high there uh, tonight. Uh, just before we came on air, uh, we managed to get a word from the uh, Eastern Regional Secretary of the MPP, Tony Oseje, who painted a picture. Uh, that uh, they painted to the party, by the way, the National Party, uh, about the internal feud that has erupted over the decision uh, by Obi Amwa to pull out. Uh, the MC filed a conditional nomination, bearing in mind that at any point in time, he has heard that the MP will not run. But for one reason or the other, he has picked a nomination form to run. So at any point in time when the MP decides to withdraw from the race, he should be considered. So when the MP withdrawal letter came, he wrote another petition asking for the pre-filing petition that he wrote. So the national leadership needs to take a decision. So the constituency executive committee led by the chairman wrote a letter signed by the chairman and the secretary that looking at the atmosphere in the constituency in their wisdom they think the election should be put on hold but they cannot take decision themselves so they have to forward the letter to the regional secretariat 
So when we got the letter, we also cannot take decision on our own. So we have to write another letter attached to the petition that we have received from them. So when the letter came, the regional leadership also write a letter backing their claim that in their, in our opinion, we think they are in the constituency. So whatever they are telling us, one way or the other might be the sentiment on the grounds. So we think it is better the national leadership take a decision based on that. So when the letter came, we are not surprised. Uh, this is what we know. Uh, Obi Amwa, who is a minister of state responsible for local government, picked up nomination forms. And that surprised many because he picked up the nomination forms with his personal aide, Eric Yeboa Apiudu. And many knew that they were close. He, the Mr. Apiudu is his personal aide. And so questions were raised. Now, we learn later from individuals in the community that the rules of the party governing the process, the elections as far as the parliamentary primary is concerned, was very clear that sitting uh, members of parliament cannot be contested by MCEs, MMDCEs generally. So if you, are an, if you are an MCE or a DCE, you would have to resign your position two years prior to the poll. And in this particular case, in the Kuapen South constituency, the MCE in, in that particular area was interested in running, but did not uh, resign two years prior. And therefore, if the sitting member of parliament picked up the nomination forms, he automatically was disqualified, which is what happened in this particular case. He could not run once Obiamwa had picked up the forms to contest. But of course, he was out of the race. He knew that until Obiamwa pulled out. Uh, and many in the constituency say it was a strategy all along to disqualify the MCE in the case, which obviously uh, was about to actually materialize because if Saturday had happened, uh, he could not have been on the ballot because of the situation, which forced him to send in a petition to the party. And the party has now taken a decision to put that on hold because the allegation is that it is abuse of the process, abuse of the rules governing uh, the, the process, particularly in the Akriapim South constituency. I want to bring in my colleague, uh, Kofi Sian, regional correspondent, who's been following this for us very closely. Kofi, uh, from what we've just had there, this has been uh, one tony issue in the Akriapim South constituency. Yes, Evans, uh, it's been a very, it's, it's been an interesting uh, development there in the constituency. You know, this issue uh, has been uh, making the rounds in the area for some time now uh, because the MC, who was a very close friend to the, M uh, the MP, uh, said the MP assured him he was not going to run again. But surprisingly, uh, the, the, the affront broke and OB decided that, okay, so I'm not going again, so I'm, not, I'm, I'm this time allowing my aide to run for that position. So the MC also decided that, okay, uh, I'm also going to run. But uh, once the party has said that all MMDCs cannot contest certain MPs, so he decided to follow that rule. Uh, but later on, the MC told the media that the... MP has decided not to go again, but uh, in one way or the other, uh, he's blocking him from also contesting. So he decided to file a conditional uh, petition and a nomination with the regional headquarters. So 
when the vetting uh, uh, process was underway in the region, the, M- the MCE appeared, but uh, he was turned away because they told him the MP was contesting. So Evans, it, it, it's an interesting development uh, in the area, and I believe that now that the party has decided to suspend the uh, elections in the area, the followers of the MCE are very happy. And I'm sure uh, from tomorrow, we're going to hear from the supporters of the MCE in their constituency. Kofi, thank you very much. There. And I want to bring in right now the Director of Elections for the MPP, uh, a recommendation to the party to reconsider the decision to go ahead without the MCE, considering that he's also sent in a petition. Yeah, good evening, Evans. Uh, good evening to your listeners. Uh, proud to the vetting, you know, per the guidelines that we came out with uh, concerning the parliamentary elections, in the constituency that we have the sitting member of parliament running, the DC or the MC cannot run. But the DC preempts his filing with a petition that he has said that the MP might not run. But he, he was surprised to see the MP picks a nomination forms. So he is writing a petition to the vetting committee, appealing that he knows he doesn't qualify because the MP is running. But at each point in time, if the MP decided to step out of the race, he should be considered. So when the MP withdrew from the race, he wrote another petition to the constituency and petitioned the region as well. So we told him we cannot take a decision on our own because the party has leadership at the national level. We are take caretakers of the constituency and we report to the, region, uh, the national party. So they brought their petition. Looking at the atmosphere in the constituency, the chairman and the secretary signed a, a letter, a recommendation that they think in their wisdom the elections should be put on hold. And this is the position that you support? As a regional party, we also support that position. So we wrote a recommendation and attached their recommendation letter to it and that of the petition that MCE brought and sent it to the National Party for a decision to be made on it. I mean, so but, but, but the, the rules, National Party took a decision. Yes, they have, and which, is what, which is what we've talked about. But the rules are the rules. The rules say... Um, MCEs cannot contest sitting MPs in constituencies where, of course, you have sitting MPs. Yes, please. So, OBMWA changes his mind. Uh, four days of the elections. Why should you put it on hold? Because somebody wants to contest. The principal actor is no more there. In the case of uh, Honorable Dambuchi, Honorable Dambuchi is not running, so the, the DCE picked nomination to run. So, if the MP who is the main actor and cannot... And, and, is running because the M- MC cannot run. It's no more there. I think it would be fair for us to look at the laws again. Oh, goodness. We, we have a, a, a terrible connection to him now, uh, and uh, we'll try and see if we can fix that. Uh, but I have uh, with me Evans Nemako, who is the director of elections uh, for the party. Mr. Nemako, you are in charge of elections. You have Saturday. This has now, uh, from what we read, been postponed. 
Should we take it then that Ekrapim South will not vote on Saturday? Thank you, my brother, for, for having me. I've heard you, and I've also heard the regional secretary of the party in Eastern Region. I'm happy that the general secretary has uh, informed the party and the public at large that the party has put on hold the conduct of the constituency annual delegate conference agreeing uh, to have been held on Saturday uh, 27th. I mean, this tells you that the party is ready to broaden its consultation to ensure that as much as possible, all stakeholders are engaged in this whole exercise. That notwithstanding, the new Patriotic Party is ready to go ahead with the elections in the remaining constituency that we've slated for this exercise. We've had extensive conversation with the Ghana Police Service and the Electoral Commission. We've printed ballot papers. The EC has taken picture of them. As we speak, um, almost all the ballot papers are on their way of the EC uh, headquarters to the various regions and then uh, later to be uh, transported to the state offices. For the Saturday exercise, we are set. The general secretary has issues, uh, issued out the protocols for Saturday's exercise. Uh, it is also interesting that uh, since Honorable Piamwa issued his letter of withdrawal, it's become very topical, and I must tell you the role he has played in parliament, continue to play the government as well as the party. Yeah, I but mean, at this point, I appreciate the concerns coming from the don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC. Constituency Party and the Regional Party. I think at appropriate time, the national leadership will give direction on the way forward. Okay, uh, thank you very much, Evans Namakoda. He is in charge of the election, so you we cannot expect. Uh, elections on Saturday in that particular constituency, the Kiapim South constituency. If you're in that constituency and you're a delegate, I want to hear from you. Even if you're not, send me a WhatsApp, 55 This is your election headquarters. We have special coverage of the MPP parliamentary primary for you this Saturday, beginning from 7 a.m. across all our networks on the Joy News Channel, on Joy 99.7 FM, on myjoyonline.com, and across our Many social media platforms. Your election headquarters is always brought to you by Petrosol. Clean fuel in full quantity.
And to our top story uh, today, mm-hmm. the Office of the Special Prosecutor today announced he has abandoned its 11-month probe into the $1 million starch cash scandal involving former Sanitation Minister Cecilia Dapa. But tonight, the SP himself, Kisia Jabin, has declared he will reopen the case if fresh evidence emerges. The Economic and Organized Crime Office, Ioko, will now take the lead in investigating the matter. The special prosecutor disclosed today that large sums of dollars found uh, in the former minister's house had been transferred from the United States, raising money laundering questions. Listen to the special prosecutor detailing the extent of his probe. This was conducted in country involving 20 persons and three state institutions, and especially in the Ashanti region, to establish the financial standing of Ms. Dapa's deceased brother during his lifetime and at the time of his death, since it was alleged that a substantial portion of the cash sums belonged to Ms. Dapa's deceased brother. From October 2023, investigation became cross-border and transboundary upon the claim by the persons of interest that part of the seized cash sums was transported to Ghana from the United States. For that reason, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, of the United States became involved in a collaborative investigative work with the office on the matter. Investigation has been aimed at determining the sources of the large cash sums associated with Ms. Dapa and Mr. Osei Kufo. The office has had the benefit of seven months of in-country and four months of collaborative transboundary investigation. Well, he mounted a strong defense of the work done so far by his office. Members of the press, on the totality of the gathered evidence and intelligence, it seems to us that the case is largely in the province of suspected money laundering and structuring. By operation of law, the Economic and Organized Crime Office Yoko has a specific and direct mandate in respect of suspected cases of money laundering and its an attendant activity of structuring. It's referring the case to Yoko for continued investigation and further action. The office will be in close collaboration with Yoko and continued collaboration with the FBI. It is the extensive investigation of the Office of the Special Prosecutor with the collaborative work of the FBI that has led us to this conclusion. If the Office of the Special Prosecutor had a direct mandate by law in respect of suspected money laundering and structuring, there will be no such referral. But we operate within the confines of the law. And since the law that created the OSP did not necessarily grant such a direct mandate in respect of uh, suspected money laundering, but the law that created the Economic and Organized Crime Office states specifically that they have a mandate in respect of uh, suspected money laundering. Now, after seven months of investigation, we have a body of uh, evidence. So if we have come to the conclusion that it suggests, it seems to us that it is more in relation to suspected money laundering, then the proper thing to do is to refer it to the uh, state institution, which by law has a direct mandate as stated in the act. The Office of the Special Prosecutor does not clear persons. One, we are not a court of law, so we do not clear persons that um, you, you, uh, we, we do not find uh, that the person has committed anything or otherwise, so we are, we are clearing uh, uh, the person. 
all the reports in respect of which you see that we are ending the investigation, it means that we have not found what the law will require of us if we were to carry it on further in respect of the standard of proof. So if we investigate the person and the evidence is such that it, it will seem to us that we will not be able to um, uh, um, secure a conviction, there's no point wasting the time of the court and state resources chasing after. after. It will just be persecution and not prosecution. So we never clear anyone. We only conclude on what we have found, and then we, we go on with further action if need be. And we are always minded to end that if we become aware of something else, some fresh evidence or, or some fresh fact, we will always revisit a matter. So on that point, if the office becomes aware in respect of our collaborative work from now on, of some other factor which requires us to come in fully, the office will do so. Well, joining me right now is Inusa Fuseni. He's a former ranking member on the Constitutional, Legal and Parliamentary Affairs Committee in Parliament. Musa Fuseni, inevitable? <laughs> uh, the special prosecutor's uh, uh, reasons for referring the case to Yoko is quite baffling. He says that the case appears to him to be within the realm of money laundering and asks what is the predicate offense because money laundering is uh, an attempt to hide uh, illicit or illegal uh, proceeds from illegal uh, activities so what is that illegal activity for which uh, uh, the province of the or the facts of the case are uncovered through investigations by the special prosecutor reveal how did Cecilia uh, Depa come by such large sums of money? And so I think that the special prosecutor must also answer the question as to the prejudicate offense. Because in money laundering, there are prejudicate offenses. Number two, this appears to me again that the special prosecutor has vindicated those who have questioned the relevance of the office of the special prosecutor. We have all along tried very hard to convince the public that the special prosecutor needs time to be able to get his act together. But what he has said this afternoon has sounded a death knell in our fight against corruption and also put into question the relevance of his office. I mean, because, Mr. Fuseni, I mean, the special prosecutor is operating under an act of parliament that you was very instrumental in passing, which says he can only investigate corruption and corruption-related offences. And so even if... The foundational issue in money laundering may relate to other things, but not corruption and corruption-related activities. He cannot investigate. So that's what I'm saying, that the special prosecutor must answer the prejudicate offence. He says the, his investigations have uncovered that the province of the offence is in money laundering, and he has no jurisdiction. I agree. But what is the prejudicate offence? He has not told us the prejudicate offence that has been revealed by his investigations. You should tell us that one too. And secondly, we have gone back to square one. If we go and look at the 2016 manifesto of the MPP, the reason why the MPP advocated for the establishment of the Office of the Special Prosecutor was precisely because they thought that the Attorney General, being a member of cabinet, would not be able to prosecute its own. And so you needed somebody who would be insulated against political manipulation, who would not be a cabinet minister, who will not be under the control and direction of the Attorney General to be able to prosecute such offenses like corruption. And so we created that office. 
This referred the matter to Yoko, and Yoko's prosecutor through the Attorney General. So we have gone back full circle to what existed before the creation of that office. But 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 that that, that only is because he hasn't found anything that triggers his mandate. So what what informed his decision to serve uh, Cecilia Dapa with the lifestyle audit forms? Well, isn't doesn't that actually back his case then? That presupposes he had gone into it and hadn't found anything that borders on corruption or corruption-related offense. No, the prima facie, if you serve a public officer with a lifestyle or reforms, it means that you have come to the conclusion that the public officer is in possession of large cash of money, which money cannot be supported by the, the, by the work, by her work or his work in public office. So that you need a prima facie case of the money being more far above the amount of money that you could earn legitimately in public office before you take a decision to serve a public officer with lifestyle audit forms. Even when, after you fill the form, the evidence you provide disputes any claim that you may have acquired that wealth illegally or through corruption? The special prosecutor is not even saying that the money has been acquired lawfully. He says that it is within the province of money laundering. Simply means that the money that has been found has been proceed of crime, which has been which the Sister has been attempting to hide. That's what it means. And I'm asking what crime? What yeah. crime? So you've asked the question but you started with a conclusion and a verdict that this is a final nail. Yeah it's a nail. Before you, even had, before you even had the answer to the question you asked. Yes, it's a nail. I'm convinced beyond doubt that it's a nail in the final coffin of our fight against corruption. It's a nail. Yesterday I was reading the, uh, uh, the Ghana Coalition, uh, uh, Ghana Anti-Corruption uh, Coalition uh, report, and clearly the, uh, the report was interested in the outcome of the Cecilia de Paz case. And today, I mean, the report was released yesterday or the day before. The situation has changed dramatically. Ms. Enusa Fuseni, thank you very much. And uh, that's Enusa Fuseni there uh, with his thoughts on this very controversial matter. Let me hear from you, 055 News Night starts in a minute. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder. La emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.